0: Well hello there and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. Now today is Friday the 15th of April 2022. I hope you had a fantastic Sankran celebration if you're here in Thailand and if you're outside of Thailand I just hope you had a great day. Now, before we kick off today's show, I just want to put out there a little offer for any local expat businesses here in Thailand that wish to advertise on the show. I have always been a proponent of trying to get the country up and going again and trying to push and promote businesses to reestablish themselves after this pandemic. So what I'm offering is basically for the next month, I am happy to advertise a business on this show every day. So I will be offering one advertising slot per day on the show for free. Now, if that's something that interests you as an expat business here in Thailand, you can contact me at my email address, which is Daily Show at gmail.com. The email address is also down in the link, or you can contact me through our website. Now, that's just an offer for the next month. And uh, if there is any businesses out there interested in advertising on this channel for free, I am delighted to accommodate that. With all that said and done, now let's jump into today's show. New rule on royal pardon put in place. A new rule will make it harder for prisoners to seek a reduction of their jail terms through royal pardons according to the Corrections Department. Convicts will now be required to serve at least one third of their prison sentence as ordered by a court before they can ask to be considered for a royal pardon, spokesman Tawachai Chaiwat said. In the past, a convict would only be eligible for a royal pardon once at least a third of their prison sentence after deducting jail term reductions on other grounds remains. The practice has enabled many convicted criminals serving lengthy jail sentences to secure early release through a royal pardon after getting their sentences commuted or reduced on other grounds, such as overcrowding or good behaviour. Mr Tawachai said that before the COVID-19 pandemic, requests for royal pardons were rarely granted. However, the onset of the epidemic necessitated the need to shorten convict sentences to make room for social distancing within prisons, which were already overcrowded. Even so, only four royal pardons were granted in the last two years, he said. Mr. Toachai said the corrections department is required to consider the background of each royal pardon applicant, as well as the nature of the crime for which they were convicted and their jail term. Those jailed on corruption charges and other serious crimes tend to have less chance of seeing their prison terms cut, he said. Prisoners, he added, are also categorised according to their conduct in prison. After consideration, a working committee will draft a decree to be presented to the cabinet before the royal pardon is approved. However, Deputy Prime Minister Wissanu Krekkanam, who oversees the Justice Ministry, said there is also a rule which says prisoners can receive a jail term reduction via a royal pardon after serving a jail term of at least eight years, provided they are deemed by the department to have excellent conduct in prison. So jail term reductions can be sought by a prisoner by either having served one third of their sentence or spending at least eight years in prison or whichever comes first, according to Mr. Wasanu. Meanwhile, Senator Somchai Sawankarn, chairman of the Senate Committee on Human Rights, questioned how the department justifies the eight-year rule. He insisted that only the one-third requirement should apply. And moving along, tourists ignore Songkran water fight ban on Bangkok's Khao San Road. A large number of locals and foreign tourists flocked to Bangkok's Khao San Road on Songkran evening to engage in Songkran water fights, despite the Bangkok Metropolitan Administration's ban on the usual widespread splashing of water for the third year to prevent the further spread of COVID-19. Wednesday afternoon, municipal officials from Pranakan District of Office ordered all businesses on Khao Road not to allow tourists to splash water and to remove all ice buckets, adding that those who defy the order would be subject to a 100,000 baht fine. Despite the ban, however, many foreign tourists continued to play with water guns without maintaining any social distancing. Most of them did not wear face masks. The Director of Pranakan District Office ordered all shops and businesses to close by midnight and all tourists to leave the area, as they had not complied with the COVID-19 preventative measures. Khao San Road is a popular destination for foreign tourists at Songkran. On Thailand's resort island of Phuket, police officials from Patong Police Station on Wednesday ordered all businesses including pubs and bars on Bangla Walking Street not to allow any splashing of water or the smearing of face powder. Officers also informed tourists of the order. During the evening, even though many businesses complied with the order, many locals and foreign tourists did flock to the area and proceed to spray water at each other. Now, because of the activities on Sankran Evening, authorities have been stationed at Khao San Road to enforce water splashing ban. Police, city officials and military personnel have been deployed at Khao San Road in Bangkok since Thursday to enforce the water splashing restrictions imposed by the Centre of COVID-19 Situation Administration to reduce the risk of mass COVID-19 infections. Meanwhile, city officials have erected barriers at both ends of the road to screen visitors starting at 1pm each day to make sure that they do not bring water guns or other such items into the area. Rapid antigen test service will also be provided for those with a fever or other symptoms. Police said that eight food shops are facing fines for selling liquor beyond 11pm on Sankran Evening. Chana Sankram and tourist police deployed at Khao San will explain to the tourists that water splashing is prohibited. Meanwhile, the General Saput Maliyam, General Secretary of the National Security Council and head of the CCSA's Operations Centre, stressed that Kaosan Road is a public venue where water splashing is prohibited, but traditional songkran activities are permitted on the condition that permission has been granted. He said that authorities do not want to force people to comply with the safety measures out of concern that it may ruin the festive atmosphere, but would like them to cooperate voluntarily. He also said that he hopes that the images of reveller splashing water on Songkran evening will not be repeated on Thursday or at this weekend. And up next, Test and Go may be bin soon. The government will next week consider scrapping the Test and Go entry scheme and Thailand Pass registration as it aims to pull in more visitors to help the tourism sector. Tourism and Sports Minister Piyapat Ratchapakan said on Wednesday the Ministry and the Tourism Authority of Thailand will put forward a proposal for the cancellation at a meeting of the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration on April 22nd. If approved, the changes are expected to take effect on May 1, meaning tourists will be able to enter the country using vaccine passports instead of having to wait 3-5 to five days for their documents to be approved as required by Thailand Pass, he said. Mr. Piapat said the ministry estimates that at least 10 million tourist arrival and 1 to 1.5 trillion baht in tourism income hinges on what travel policies each country formulates at this stage of the pandemic. Thailand is ready to welcome back foreign tourists as our public health system is adequately equipped, he said. However, there has been concern about the number of domestic deaths caused by COVID-19, while daily caseloads of infections after Sankram will also be taken into account when the government considers further reopening the country for tourists, Mr. Piapat said. Restrictions have been gradually eased since November to revitalise the tourism sector. The government lifted the requirement for a pre-travel RT-PCR test for air travellers arriving in the kingdom under its testing, Go, Sandbox and Quarantine programmes from April 1st. RT-PCR tests on arrival for foreign visitors are also expected to be replaced by antigen tests from next month. TAT Governor Yutasak Supasorn said more than 100,000 hotel rooms have been booked under the government's We Travel Together hotel subsidy scheme during Songkran. The fourth phase of the scheme intended to stimulate domestic travel will end on May 31st and the government will consider extending it if hotel operators agree. Under the scheme, participants pay only 60% of normal room rates, with the government responsible for the rest. The subsidy was initially capped at 3,000 baht per night, for up to five consecutive nights in the first stage, but has now been stretched to 10 nights. Mr. Yutasak said more than 450,000 Songkran revellers are expected to take part in activities in Bangkok organized by the Tat and City Hall to mark the five-day festival with an estimated cash flow of 1.8 million baht. Prime Minister o Cha posted on Facebook that Thailand's tourism sector will help the country achieve an economic turnaround this year. General Pride also wrote that film production teams from 33 countries have arrived in Thailand to make more than 196 films since last July, generating income of more than 4.2 billion baht for the country. So I guess that is the news that we have all been waiting for here in Thailand and outside of Thailand. The news that the Thailand Pass and the Test and Go scheme will be hopefully scrapped by May 1st next month, Now that I definitely think would encourage tourism though there is the issue that we're coming into low season so what kind of numbers are you expecting to see come in it might bolster the low season a little bit help more hotels out that would probably be empty again until next high season. So that definitely will be a positive thing. Now the talk is that you will be able to enter Thailand using a vaccine passport. So the rules are not really going to be dropped as such in relation to entry. You're still going to have to be fully vaccinated. Now there's no talk about people who are not vaccinated and what they will have to do to enter Thailand. It may be that they still have to do the quarantine for five days. We don't know that yet. We're going to have to wait for that information to come out. How they will validate vaccine passports from each country, that hasn't been spoken about yet, but I suppose we'll hear about that. In Europe, you have the uh, EU digital pass, so that is one thing that will definitely be expected. In America, I'm not 100% sure what you guys have over there, but this is up to the Thai government to sort out to make ease of travel available for everyone throughout the world. So it's up to them to come up with a system to validate vaccine certificates, and other such things. I think it will be very beneficial, as I said, to the country, and I think it's the right step forward. We're probably going to still have a rapid antigen test on arrival, but it's a 15-minute wait, and I don't think that's much of an inconvenience to anyone. Now, what they do need to get straight is if you test positive, what will happen to you, how many days quarantine you will have to do. If you are a close contact, how many days quarantine you will have to do or will you have to do any at all. Those things need to be sorted, discussed and you know agreed upon so that everything is clear for people when they come across because in some provinces they do seem to make up their own rules as they go along and that kind of stuff is very important to the potential tourists coming over here no talk about whether they will continue to ask people to have insurance it is certainly a thing that they've wanted in the past for tourists to have insurance when they come here so maybe they will continue that you must have a certain amount of insurance but i think we're going to find out a lot next week in relation to this. And as what happens in Thailand, you'll hear a lot of leaks from the ministry trying to gauge the public reaction before they implement something or certainly bring it to the CCSA for approval. So those things are very, very, very positive. I think we're heading in the right direction now. Hopefully, Songkran and the activity that have been going on in various hotspots around the country do not ruin or delay this very much needed rescinding of this program. But I'm confident that we are nearly there, guys. I'd love to know what you think about it all. Do you think, Do you think the government is moving in the right direction right now? Do you think it should be a free flow in with no vaccine passports, or do you think we still need kind of a buffer zone of a vaccine passport and the ATK and arrival just to have some form of protection? I'd love to know your comments, your suggestions, your opinions down below in the comment section as always. Moving along, 113 people die in Thai Rose in the first three days of Thailand's Songkran Festival. 113 people have died and 853 others have been injured in 869 road accidents since Monday during the first three days of this year's Songkran festival according to the Department of Public Disaster Prevention and Mitigation. 30.5% of the accidents involved drunk driving and 30.21% involved speeding. Motorcycles were involved in 81.36% of the accidents, 7.1% involved pickup trucks. 38.97% 38.97% of the accidents took place on the country's highways and 35% on secondary roads in villages and areas under the jurisdiction of Tamban administration organizations. 75% of the accidents occurred between 5pm and 6pm Ten percent of the casualties were in the twenty to twenty nine age group. Khan Ken and Nakansi Tamara provinces topped the list with thirty three road accidents each during the past three days, while Samut Sakan claimed the highest debt toll at six. 413,000 vehicles of various types, including motorcycles, were stopped for checks at 1,903 road checkpoints during the three-day period. 79,025 people faced legal action, including 22,297 cases of driving without a license and 20,771 cases of not wearing a crash helmet. Now, next up, a story that I'm sure all foreigners or expats living here can relate to Phuket Restaurant Caught Charging Foreigner Prices A Phuket restaurant owner has responded to complaints posted online by Thai tourists for overcharging for Thai dishes. The explanation was that the Thai tourists had selected their dishes from the menu that had been designed to be given to foreigners. The news came through a post online explaining that a group of Thai friends visiting the island had stopped off at a small restaurant on Muanan Road on the way to Tritrang Beach on Tuesday. The price for stir-fried chicken with Thai basil served with a fried egg was 200 baht, the complaint said. Don't let this kind of thing ruin Phuket's tourism, said the post. The same dish at small restaurants in non-tourist areas in Phuket costs around 65 baht. Napan Peramrit, the owner of Little Tiger Restaurant, which overlooks Tritrang Beach, responded to the complaint yesterday saying that when the group arrived they were given two different menus, one price to be given for Thai customers, the other one priced to be given to foreigners. Ms. Napat said she didn't know why the Thai tourists had complained. As we can show in the bill, they paid 100 baht for the chicken basil dish, not 200 as marked on the foreigner menu she said. The problem stemmed from the fact that the group of Thai tourists were handed both menus. Members of the group had selected their dishes from their foreigner menu when showing staff which dishes they wanted to order. Miss Napat said. Miss Napat also defended her prices on the Thai menu, saying she used high-quality ingredients. The mixed meat tempura cost 450 for Thais and 500 for foreigners. The cost of paying for the location of the restaurant was also high, she noted. Also, the price includes enjoying our flower garden, which people can enjoy a walk through. We have been closed for two years. In that time, the jungle and garden have become overgrown, and we need to pay for restoring it to the beautiful condition it was before. Miss Napat said customers were starting to return, but not to the same level as before the COVID-19 pandemic. She said, so an all-too-familiar sight here in Thailand, where there is double pricing for foreigners, pretty much wherever you go now we've all seen it with the national parks where a Thai would pay 20 Thai baht and a foreigner would be charged maybe one or 200 baht now it has also been going on restaurants for quite a while but uh not to this kind of level where it's 100 baht for a pad ka for a Thai person and 200 for a foreigner that's a very big difference in pricing so where do you guys stand on all this Do you agree with this double pricing that foreigners should pay more than Thai people? Do you think straight out it's discrimination? What do you think should be done about this? I'd love to know your opinion as always down below in that comment section. And finally, the Phuket News Daily Report. Songkran crime blitz in Phuket targets guns and drugs. Phuket Provincial Police have announced 10 arrests involving firearms and drugs so far in the ongoing campaign to crack down on crime during this Songkran holiday. Phuket 7 days road safety total holds at 2 dead. Phuket officials recorded 5 accidents resulting in 5 injuries requiring admission to hospital for treatment. But no fatalities on day 3 of the 7 days of danger road safety campaign for the Songkran holidays from midnight to midnight yesterday. And finally Bangla-Songkran water fights continue despite police presence. Tourists and other revelers continued their water fights on Bangla Road in Patong last night as part of their Songkran celebrations despite a police presence and checkpoints set up at the entry to the popular nightlife street.